Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, President Biden's trip to Saudi Arabia, his big meeting with Mohammed bin Salman. What did they discuss? And did the president secure a commitment to help lower gas prices? The fist bump seen around the world as President Biden says he raised the murder of Jamal Khashoggi with the crown prince. Secret Service under fire. New questions about what happened to text messages sent during the January 6th insurrection. The autopsy results after 25-year-old Jalen Walker was killed at a traffic stop. News tonight about what the report reveals. Monkeypox outbreak, the growing number of cases, and the concern tonight about not having enough vaccines. A massive drug bust. DEA agents seize one million fentanyl pills as the Mexican Marines arrest one of the FBI's most wanted. Shark attacks on the rise, the warning to swimmers, and the reason there may be more sightings this summer. Dial 988, the new three-digit number for mental health emergencies nationwide. It's confidential, it's free, it's safe. And on the road this Friday with the extraordinary act of generosity, giving good neighbor a new meaning. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Friday night. Tonight we begin in Saudi Arabia, where President Biden is on day three of his four-day trip to the Middle East. It is his first trip as president to the kingdom of Saudi Arabia to meet the king and the country's de facto leader, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Today, Mr. Biden said he told MBS to his face that he believes the young leader is to blame for the killing of Washington Post contributor Jamal Khashoggi. The president defended his visit to Saudi Arabia despite its poor human rights record, saying the country is vital to the security in the region. 
American officials also announced a number of agreements with Saudi Arabia on topics like energy security, building 5G networks, opening Saudi airspace to Israeli flights, and extending a truce in Yemen. We have a lot of news to get to, and CBS's Ed O'Keefe will start us off from the port city of Jeddah. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Nora. Tonight's meeting kept months of careful negotiations between the White House and the kingdom over how and with whom exactly the president would spend his time here. On the agenda, Mideast peace, military cooperation, high gas prices, and the murder of a prominent critic of the Saudi royal family. With the bump of two fists, President Biden today gave media-savvy Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman the viral moment he's been seeking. The president was reluctant to meet with MBS, as he's known, having denounced him publicly after U.S. intelligence confirmed the Saudi leader ordered the murder of one of his critics, Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi. Mr. Biden said he raised the killing at the start of his meetings with MBS, where the fist bumping continued with other top U.S. officials. I was straightforward and direct in discussing it. For an American president to be silent on an issue of human rights... Is this consistent with, inconsistent with who we are and who I am? The president was asked how MBS responded. He basically said that he, uh, he, he was not personally responsible for it. I, I indicated I thought he was. There was a clear difference of opinion, confirmed by Saudi Minister of State for Foreign Affairs, Adel al-Jabir, who attended the meetings. The Crown Prince himself, though, did not take blame for the murder. The charges that the Crown Prince knew about it, or much less ordered it, are ridiculous. Khashoggi's fiancé tweeted a photoshopped image of what he might have thought of the meeting, writing, the blood of MBS's next victim is on your hands. I'm sorry she feels that way. Democrat Adam Schiff called the fist bump a reminder of the grip oil-rich autocrats have on U.S. foreign policy in the Middle East. The president is expected to leave Saudi Arabia without explicit assurances the Saudis will boost oil production to ease gas prices. But OPEC leaders will discuss it next month. I suspect you won't see that for another couple weeks. Al-Jabir said the problem for the U.S. isn't global oil supply, but its lack of refining capacity. Even if you bring more oil to the market, if it cannot be refined into gasoline, it will not lead to a drop of prices at the pump. And Ed O'Keefe is back with us from Jeddah. So, Ed, while the president is in an oil-rich country, he's being stymied back at home uh, to, as America is trying to reduce our reliance on fossil fuels, right? That's right, Nora. Democrat Joe Manchin from the fossil fuel-producing state of West Virginia, a key Senate broker, now says he can no longer support the president's multibillion-dollar climate change plan because of the spike in inflation. That means yet again Democrats are struggling to pass a key element of the Biden agenda with just little time left before the midterm elections. Nora? Ed O'Keefe from Jetta, thank you. Well, tonight the Secret Service is under fire over accusations that text messages sent during the January 6th insurrection were erased. The select committee investigating the assault says those communications could hold vital evidence, and they want to know why they disappeared. CBS's Scott McFarland has new reporting on this tonight from Capitol Hill. The January 6th committee's spotlight tonight is on the Secret Service and how potentially pivotal text messages between agents on January 5th and 6th, the day of the attack disappear. The communications could be key to advancing testimony from former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson, who suggested Donald Trump demanded agents take him to the Capitol and that he got into a physical altercation with his senior agent. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president. 
take me up to the Capitol now. Late today, the committee said it'll seek a way to recover and retrieve the missing messages. Virginia Democrat Elaine Loria sits on the panel. Are you concerned about those Secret Service messages? Very concerned about those Secret Service messages. The communications within the Secret Service who was protecting the president and the vice president at the critical time on January 6th when the violence broke out, that's of utmost interest to the committee. An internal Homeland Security Department watchdog said the Secret Service erased its own text messages after the texts were requested to be handed over as part of an internal review of the Capitol riot. The chairman of the January 6th committee today said the Secret Service hasn't been fully cooperating with that internal review. The agency disputed the charges but said some data was lost during a previously planned system migration. For the Secret Service to have so casually allowed important evidence to be erased uh, really just looks very odd. And this is what gives rise to questions about uh, what actually happened and why the Secret Service did what it did. About those allegations of a confrontation between the former president and his Secret Service detail, some D.C. police tell CBS News officers witnessed a heated exchange outside the motorcade but couldn't see inside the presidential vehicle. And, Nora, we know the committee has been seeking interviews with police in recent weeks. So much more to learn. Scott McFarland, thank you. Let's turn now to some breaking news. Drug lord Rafael Caro Quintero, one of the FBI's 10 most wanted, has been arrested in Mexico in connection with the 1985 murder of a DEA agent. Quintero was featured in the Netflix show Narcos and is a member of the infamous Sinaloa cartel and is considered one of its key active leaders. The U.S. had a $20 million reward out for any information leading to his arrest and or conviction. Nine people were killed in the operation after a Mexican Navy helicopter crashed due to mechanical issues. In another major defeat for the Sinaloa cartel, federal authorities revealed the largest drug bust of its kind in California history. DEA agents seized one million pills containing fentanyl from a stash house linked to the cartel. The pills have an estimated street value of 15 to 20 million dollars. And authorities say that seizure likely saved many, many lives. All right, tonight, U.S. health officials are sounding the alarm about a nationwide explosion of cases in cases of monkeypox and a severe shortage of the vaccine. Nearly 1,500 cases have now been confirmed in at least 42 states, mostly among young men. We get more now from CBS's Tanya Rivero. Tonight, monkeypox vaccines are rolling out as public health officials race to stop the virus from spreading. But while some have been able to get it... I'm feeling a lot better than I was, say, three hours ago. Many others aren't as lucky. Lots of rumors going around about... uh, appointments being available, and then they're not. 156,000 vaccines have already been distributed. Another 131,000 just arrived. And the White House expects nearly 7 million doses by mid-2023. But officials say demand is outpacing supply. In New York City, the epicenter of the outbreak, there are more than 450 confirmed cases, three times the number a week ago. So far, monkeypox has been spreading primarily among gay and bisexual men. I developed pockmarks on my face, on my chest, on my hands. John Ferry contracted monkeypox mid-June, but had a hard time getting access to a vaccine. We need our leaders to be, you know, Uh, advocating for us and working just as hard uh, to get these vaccines to the folks that need them. Infectious disease specialist Dr. Celine Gounder says we need to do more to stop the spread. We could stamp out monkeypox still even now, but that would mean being much more aggressive about controlling it 
and really ramping up testing and vaccination. New York City is set to open three mass vaccination centers Sunday, but due to limited supply, they'll only be open one day. Nora. Tanya Rivero, thank you. We're learning the cause of death tonight of Ivana Trump. The medical examiner says she died from blunt impact injuries to her torso after a fall. Her death has been ruled an accident. Trump, the first wife of former President Donald Trump and the mother of his three eldest children, was found dead at her home yesterday. She was 73 years old. On the weather front, brutal and dangerous heat is once again in the forecast. Let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Mike. Well, good evening, Nora. Yes, the intense heat shows no signs of relenting. We think right into the weekend, temperatures remain very, very dangerous. Triple digits quite common here. 101 in Dallas to start the weekend. Now, the pattern, it doesn't change much going into next week. High pressure dominates. And this map shows you all the cities with these red dots. We're expecting to set record high temperatures all the way through next week. Oklahoma City will be right in the heart of all of that. 100 degree temperatures expected for at least the next 10 days. Look at the forecast for next Tuesday, 109 degrees. Overnight low temperatures, Nora, in the 80s in many places with the air conditioners running 24-7. That is hot, Mike. Thank you. While temperatures are on the rise, so are the number of shark sightings off American beaches. There has been a rash of shark bites off New York's Long Island over the last several weeks. CBS's Michael George is on Long Island's South Shore. Beachgoers on Long Island are on the lookout for sharks. There have been five unprovoked shark attacks in just the last two weeks, among them a Fire Island lifeguard who was bitten on the foot. On Wednesday, two people were attacked on the same day. This Arizona tourist suffered shark bites to his hand and buttocks while standing in waist-deep water. And surfer Sean Donnelly says he was bit on his lower leg. It hit me and it knocked me just off my board. I saw its body and I was like, oh. This is a shark. <laughs> shark attacks across the country are up. In 2021, there were 47 confirmed cases, up 42% from the year before. But the risk of actually being killed by a shark is 1 in 3,748,067. One thing I've, I've noticed in some of these recent encounters is they have not been fatal. It's very common that the shark, a shark attack is not fatal. And the reason for this, they're not trying to eat us. Christopher Paparo says more shark sightings off the U.S. coasts are not by accident. He points to successful conservation efforts that have increased the shark population. The sharks that are most common in our areas that are, are, that are interacting with people these days are sand tiger sharks, sandbar sharks, and dusky sharks. You can't do anything with those fish. And by doing that, they've made a rebound. Beach crews are now using sophisticated drones and patrolling on wave runners looking for sharks. Are you worried at all about these shark incidents? Yeah, I am. A little bit. Not enough to stay out of the water, though? No. So while there's certainly some fear over these increased shark sightings, of the 47 shark encounters in the U.S. last year, only one was fatal. Nora? Michael George, thank you. Let's turn now to an important story for anyone dealing with mental health issues. A new suicide and crisis lifeline is set to launch nationwide tomorrow with a three-digit number, 988. The hope is it will work similar to 911 and help save more lives. Here's CBS's Jeff Begays. I'm glad you called today. This is the kind of call that Erica Turner answers every day at the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Are you thinking about suicide? She helps run Community Crisis Services, one of about 200 call centers in the country. 
The great thing about our services is that it's confidential, it's free, it's safe. Last year, the hotline received more than three and a half million calls and messages. With the simplified three-digit number 988, volume is expected to more than double. That's what we want, want to, for people to know that it's okay to call. Nearly 50 million people in the U.S. identify as having mental illness, but more than half do not receive treatment. And during the pandemic... About one in three adults reported experiencing depression. We want people to know that it's okay to, um, you know, have feelings, to be in crisis, to not have a good day. Some worry that states don't have the ability to handle more volume with a patchwork of helpline centers and first responders fielding calls. Javier Becerra is the Secretary of Health and Human Services. You did acknowledge staffing shortages. Why not wait to launch this when everything is at 100 percent. People going through crisis, mental crisis, can't wait. People who are on the verge of going in the wrong way can't wait. One goal of the new number, 988, is to lessen the burden on 911. Right now, a lot of people experiencing a mental health breakdown, they end up calling 911, leading to a police response. And the data shows that people with untreated mental illness are 16 times more likely, Nora, to be killed by law enforcement. That's such an important point. Hopefully this helps so many people. Jeff Begays, thank you. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. In Ohio, the Summit County Medical Examiner released the results of the autopsy of Jalen Walker, the 25-year-old black man killed by police after fleeing a traffic stop in June. The report states that officers shot Walker a total of 46 times with injuries to his heart, lungs, and arteries. Preliminary findings initially said Walker was shot more than 60 times. WNBA star Brittany Griner appeared in a Russian courtroom today, locked in a cage, as is standard practice there. Her lawyer submitted a doctor's note recommending that Griner use cannabis to treat pain. Griner says she inadvertently packed cannabis vape cartridges in her luggage when she flew to Moscow in February and was arrested at the airport. In tonight's On the Road, CBS's Steve Hartman has the story that expands the definition of being a good neighbor and what it means to be family. Days don't come much worse than this. Is it your husband? Yes. In January of 2021, Jean LeVar's husband of 58 years died in their home. And when the Glendale, Arizona police entered the building, they found such terrible living conditions, they had to condemn her house. So all in one day, you lose your husband and you're homeless. Mm-hmm. Did you expect what would happen next? No, that was a surprise. Carmen Silva happened next. She lives across the street. And although she barely knew those neighbors, when she learned that Jean had no kids or family to turn to. I told her, don't worry, Jean, we're going to fix it. You know, it's one thing to be neighborly, but you've taken it to the extreme. I don't see that. You don't see that? Mm -mm. I've always taught my kids to take care of their elders. So 
Even though the Silvas live in a small three-bedroom house with eight children, they made room for one more. The boys gave up their bed to sleep on the couch, eagerly welcoming their new adopted grandmother. She looks very happy, and I believe it's because she has a whole family now. Do you feel like you found a family? Mm-hmm. Finally? Mm-hmm. It means everything. Just thinking about it. There's nothing better than a loving home. Except maybe to the two loving homes. A nonprofit called Operation Enduring Gratitude, which helps Arizona veterans and their families, heard about Jean's plight. And since Jean's husband was a Navy vet, volunteers went full speed ahead, renovating her old house. We're all joining together to do one thing, and that's to make somebody's life whole. The house is condemned no more. And it's all hers and hers alone. But Jean plans to share it with the Silvas. Because that's what families do. Steve Hartman, on the road, in Glendale, Arizona. A note of thanks. We were blown away by our viewers' response to Adriana Diaz's story last night. She introduced us to the Vincent family, who is struggling to afford the gas they need to take their daughter, Ginger, to her cancer treatments. Well, in the last 24 hours, you've raised more than $46,000. So now the family won't have to rely on high-interest loans. So thank you. Good night, and have a great weekend. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.